Hello, everyone. This is Premier Chat CEO, National Master Evan Rabin, and I am very excited to be here on the 185th edition of the Premier Chess podcast with a special guest, David Schreiner Khan, uh, who himself is a podcaster. I was actually on his podcast just a couple weeks ago, uh, Smashing the Plateau, um, which is about growing uh, consulting businesses. He also has a different uh similar podcast going solo about uh, businesses that are a little bit more uh, starting up. Uh, he's been featured in, in Forbes magazine, uh, and he also uh, is the president of 10 Strategic Partners, uh, where he actually consults uh, a lot of different uh, service organizations. So um, first question I, I thought I would ask, uh, just a little bit of a fun one. What, what do you feel like when you're Kind of on the other side of the fence uh like being on someone else's podcast um you know it's a really interesting question and um it's um i actually listened to your show with uh james altucher and i ha have the same <laughs> feeling that, that, that it, you because you asked him that question or i think you asked or anyway he, you were talking about it and and i have the same reaction he had which is um most of the time i spend asking other people questions and so um, you know, I get to slip in my own uh, my own viewpoints kind of here and there. Mm. But the but my show, since it's an interview based show, both of them, they're, they're really about featuring the ideas of the guests. Um, so this gives me an opportunity to actually share my ideas and, um, and and also share some of what I've heard from the hundreds of guests that I've had on my shows. So if there's maybe. I mean, obviously, this is a, a, a difficult question, but, you know, if there's like one or two lessons that you've learned over the years in your, you know, many episodes, uh, just dealing with, and I was just telling someone last night that, uh, you know, I, I love having a different conversation each week. You know, I have people like yourself, I have, you know, chess players like, you know, the former world championship challenger, Nigel Short, uh, to, you know, rabbis, you know, <laughs> Uh, like my friend Levy Welton, to, you know, like really everyone, uh, like all different types of people. But um, what 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 have you learned uh, like over the years? Like what what are your you know biggest uh, you know lessons from you know podcasting? Um, well, this is you know podcasting and also business and life, um, which is we are very enamored of what we perceive to be breakthroughs that other people have achieved. And when you start to dig down and, and learn about what's behind the breakthrough, um, a breakthrough is when somebody else notices what has taken you hundreds or more than more likely thousands of steps and pivots to achieve. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like Thomas Edison is credited with uh, the light bulb. And supposedly there were like, you know, 10,000 attempts to get one to work well. <laughs> And that's, that's pretty much how, how I've experienced that things work in life, which is um, it takes a lot of perseverance, a lot of persistence to get something to work well. Um, and it's a lot of trial and error. Mm. Yeah, it's something I was talking about last night with someone, too, actually, that, uh, you know, she, she's actually about to publish a book, uh, you know, soon. And, you know, she was saying that, yeah, like J.K. Rowling, uh, you know, failed several times, you know, before she was able to get an offer. Uh, for Harry Potter to get published. And, uh, you know, now, of course, uh, you know, she, she, she's made billions, uh, you know, probably, uh, you know, with, with it. So, 
uh, sometimes it is a, just a matter of, you know, moving forward. Um, mm -hmm. So speaking of which, I, you know, I would say you had a fairly interesting journey. You know, you studied chemical engineering, uh, you know, at Lafayette College. Then you got your master's uh, also in chemical engineering at Cornell. Uh, and then later on, you, you know, transitioned uh, more into business. Uh, you also, you know, did a Fulbright scholarship at Technion. Uh, I did actually once visit their Chabad house. It's, you know, phenomenal, uh, you know, campus and, and, and place in, in, in Haifa. Uh, but uh, how, how did you kind of transition your career from engineering, uh, you know, to, to more of the business side? Um. Well, it, it actually helped that I got fired a couple of times. <laughs> the, the, the first, <laughs> no, quite seriously, that like, you know, the, the first real awakening was um, I was just a little past two years into my second job as an engineer. And my boss called me into his office and he says, David, I have good news and bad news. And by the way, this is this was a month after I got a really nice performance review and a big raise. And he says, David, I have good news and bad news. Good news is you're doing great work. The bad news is you don't have a job here anymore. And I'm like, huh? Um, so, yeah, so um, did a little soul searching and decided, you know what? Um, and, it, and by the way, it, it, again, it was not a not a performance related um, termination. It was the company I worked for. I lost a lot of business. You know, and this happens in business. Um, right. So and I did a, did, did a lot of soul searching and decided, you know what? I don't know that I'm up for this corporate corporate stuff. Um, let me try the not for profit sector. And um, and I did that for over 20 years. It was very rewarding. And um and along the way, you know, the the experience I had early on in my career of um, feeling like I wasn't in control over my destiny, it, <clears throat> it, you know, it stayed with me. And I learned how important it always is to have a plan B in life, um, in life, in your career, because plan A rarely comes to fruition the way you hope. Um, <clears throat> so it's good to have alternatives. And it's like, you know, we have fire drills when they're when there is no fire so that when there, when the, you know, if, you know, God forbid a, a fire actually happens, you don't have to think about what your alternatives are. You know where the exit is and you know how to get there. And if, and you <clears throat> should know wh where at least two exits are. Right. So same thing is true. Like, you know, you could, things could be humming along fine. You could have a great job, um, great career, great lifestyle. And all of a sudden, poof, the job is gone. Well, what do you do? So if you have plan B ready, like you don't have to think about it. You just start acting because a job loss is very traumatic and it's really painful. Um, and, and I've experienced several in my career. Um, and, uh, and I can tell you, even when you know that it's not about you and you know, it's about not about your performance, um, it still hurts. So the, the emotional reaction um, can derail uh, any efforts you have to try to move forward. So the better mm. prepared you are with a plan B, um, that, that always helps a lot. Um, yeah, so the, 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 the next major transition I made was when I left um, being an employee and I, I was in executive roles in the nonprofit sector. Um, so I you know, became pretty good at leadership and management issues. And I decided that as my next career move, I wanted to be a consultant and consult on management issues. Um, and initially I did that in the, in the nonprofit sector, cause that was my, my expertise. That was my network, et cetera. Um, right. but again, the trigger was I got pushed out of my last job, you know, 
the good news is so I basically my lesson. it's safe to say that you know everything happens for a reason everything happens for <laughs> a know, reason it, 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 yeah it's all, you know it, it's it's all Hashem's plan right you know in my it, view anyway um yes you know. yes and and it's really it's like evan it's, it's how you react when these things happen so in my <clears> case you like i i knew that um, job termination was probably going to happen because there was a new CEO. There was some overlap in my skill set and his skill set. I figured it was a matter of time. Um, and I just, you know, so, so I, I knew it was coming and I sort of planned what I wanted to do. Um, I just wasn't in charge of the timing. And I, and I think it's worth mentioning that, uh, you know, I'm actually grateful to our mutual connection guy, Ireland, for uh, me actually finding out about you. Um, you know, because he, he, he was on your podcast and I reached out and you know, with a call, I was on your podcast, which, by the way, for those listening, I'll put that in, in the show notes as well. So you could uh, see uh, my recent uh, interview uh, on his podcast. Um, and it just adds a little bit of a side note, actually. I, I just think it's cool. The exchange of like podcast networking, uh, actually, my guest last week, Dr. Novel Silton, uh, was an amazing psychiatrist uh, or psychologist, excuse me. She, uh, I was actually on her podcast uh, like two months ago as, as well. Um, so I, I actually love that exchange. But uh, the reason I, I thought of Gary, in, in addition to having being the reason that I got connected with David, is uh, you know if there's one line I hear him say over and over again is executives in transition. Um, you know, and and being able to. Uh, you know, kind of take that next step and, uh, you know, realize that things, you know, happen for a reason, uh, you know, is, 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 is very important, uh, you know, actually, uh, you know, yes, in, in, yes, in that regard. Yeah. And, and so, by the way, yeah, so I'm, I'm also grateful that Gary connected us and he's really um, great at supporting his clients when they go through a transition because there's, there's, there's the, the legal issues that you need to deal with. Um, and there are also the emotional issues. Um, and Gary is really tuned into both. Yeah, well, I've known him for a couple of years now. Um, he's also, of course, been on the podcast as well, actually, relatively early on. Um, he's also given me uh, some advice here and there for, you know, Premier Chess. Um, um, you know, I've been very, very grateful for. So, um, yeah, he's, you know, one of the better employment attorneys, I, I, I know, uh, you know, for sure. But, um, yeah, if we, if, if, you know, m- moving on, um, you know, I guess, you know, you, you mentioned uh, the importance of proactivity um, in chess. We often talk about uh, the idea of Karpovian moves. Uh, Anatoly Karpov, former world champion, was uh, very famous for making uh, a lot of moves that would prevent counterplay before they came. Um, so actually, my friend Marty Katz, who uh, has been on the podcast as well, uh, you know, helped me with my messaging, actually. And we've actually talked about the idea about, uh, you know, why make a big blunder and lose your biggest customer, right? You'd rather make a blunder uh, and actually, you know, lose a chess game, right? So, you know, it's a playground for, uh, you know, development. Um, so h- how do you think, uh, you know, as a management consultant, chess could, uh, you know, help uh, ex- executives? Um, well, um, yeah, as, as you know, Evan, um, I am not a, um, a regular chess player. Um, I think I know what the rules are and I have played, um, but not recently, but, uh, to, to my knowledge, chess is, um, is all about both strategy and execution. And, um, it's both, um, 
anticipation and being reactive. Um, so like what, one of the things in business that's really important is your, your best opportunities are often unplanned. Um, so mm. it's, it's right. So it's having um, the mindset, the strategic thinking and the ability to respond well when an opportunity presents itself and to know um, two things. One, one is what to say yes to when it happens. Mm. And I think even more important than saying yes to an opportunity is what to say no to. Because what I've experienced is opportunities tend to come um, way more frequently than you're actually able to um, take advantage of them. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think that is uh, actually uh, like a, a very good point, uh, actually. And, uh, one, I was actually uh, just before this actually meeting with uh, Michael Kordakovsky, who's the president of the Kasparov Chess Foundation and um, FIDE senior trainer. He was also uh, a member of, of Kasparov's coaching uh, staff, uh, you know, during the 1995 World Championships. Okay, he's done uh, a lot of different things, but um, we were just talking about the, the recent World Championship match. Of course, I was there and uh, Dubai for the beginning of it between Carlson and uh, Nippon Niachti. Uh, but, uh, you know, one thing we were talking about was his Nippo's lack of resiliency and, uh, you know, ability to uh, stay, uh, you know, resilient, uh, you know, after a couple surprises, you know, and one mistake actually led to uh, like another. Um, so, you know, you, you've worked with you know, many different service clients over the years. You've also had many different types of uh, business owners uh, like on your podcast, but uh, what recommendations do you have for, uh, you know, actually practically how to, you know, stay resilient after, uh, you know, either a mistake or a surprise or change, uh, you know, et cetera? Well, um, you... Um you need to know how to get up and keep going. You know, so as an example, I have, have a client who um, started their career as an employee um, in a technical area and really wanted to have their own business and, and started a uh, consulting and coaching business. Um, it was doing quite well with, um, with, you know, a number of team members and business was growing, was pretty robust. And then COVID hit last year and suddenly um, the existing clients, most of them didn't want to continue, um, at least in the short term. And so, you know, business went from, um, you know, 100% to, I don't know, probably less than 20% of what it had been. And, um, and this person, um, had an opportunity with, um, uh, with a company to, to, to become an employee again, which was not what they wanted necessarily in terms of like long-term plans, but it kept the lights on and it was um, actually, a, it was a good job opportunity. And so they ended up accepting that. And at the same time, one of the things, because this, this again, this was in a, an important um, 
is an important goal for this person is um, they negotiated with the employer to keep their consulting business um, kind of on the back burner on the side. And so, um, you know, over the last uh, year and a half, they have very slowly um, grown the consulting business to the point where um, they're now poised to, um, to move full-time back into the business and exit the job. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, that, that ability to get up and, um, and do something that might not have been part of the plan, but is um, it, it's a, it's a pivot. It is another way to keep going. And at the same time, um, ma- managing to keep the business going well enough so that it can take off again and take over as the main source of income. Um, right. That's so, so that's a good example of what it takes, you know, that kind of perseverance. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that is, you know, incredibly important, you know, just the art of being resilient. Uh, you know, I think COVID obviously, and, you know, more than ever people have been, uh, you know, surprised by a lot of change. Um, and, you know, it's business owners like us, you know, that, uh, you know, remain successful because we did completely adapt to uh, a virtual model, uh, you know, where most of our programs have been virtual for a while now. Thank God they're uh, mostly going back uh, in person, um, actually headed to a school, um, you know, in, in this afternoon, for, for, for instance, in schools almost every day. Uh, you know, which is amazing, but uh, yeah, we've been uh, definitely tasked with the idea of, uh, you know, moving forward. So um, yeah, well, well look, uh, you know, as a, a, a coach and a fellow podcaster, uh, really appreciate your time uh, to, uh, you know, talk about uh, a variety of aspects, you know, from the you know, biggest, biggest lessons from podcasting, uh, breakthroughs, transitions, uh, you know, from your engineering to, uh, you know, business career, uh, the art of soul searching, the importance of proactivity, uh, reacting to change, um, and, you know, the strategy and execution, uh, you know, both in business and chess. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add uh, while you're on the podcast? Don't give up. You know, I like, like it. It's, right. So like, like <laughs> it, no, like you, if you look at, at some of the people you've had on the show and people, you know, who are um, who are chess masters, they didn't get to be chess masters overnight. There were a lot of a lot of games that they lost along the way. Um, and and even, you know, even as you get better and better at, at chess or any other kind of activity, there are always people that are going to be ahead of you. And so don't give up, just persevere. If you, if, if you um, feel strongly about something, you have a mission to succeed in a particular area, um, just keep at it. You will get better and better and better. It, it, takes, uh, it takes practice, it takes consistency, and it takes uh, a lot of persistence and perseverance. Well, I like it. You know, it's a good, simple question, you know, simple thing. Uh, but yeah, you know, don't, don't give up. You know, we need to, you know, move on. Uh, actually, this uh, Israeli-American band, the Moshe band, that I've, uh, you know, listened to many times. I've seen them live a couple times. They actually have a song, uh, Simply Don't Give Up. Um, you know, and it's just, uh, you know, we, we, we need to move forward. Uh, you know, we can't have, uh, you know, limiting beliefs. 
you know, my first podcast guest, actually, my, my close friend, Michael Deutsch of Hands on Hoop Skills, uh, you know, one thing he, you know, said all the time is, you know, there, there are no limiting beliefs. You know, we, we, he tells the two-year-old kids that he's teaching basketball to, we can do it. Um, you know, and, and if kids have that attitude and adults have that attitude, uh, you know, we could, you know, achieve what we want. So um, lastly, if anyone wants to reach you, learn a little bit more about, you know, your podcast, but also, uh, you know, your, your consulting business, uh, et cetera, how can people get a hold of you? Um, best place is to go to smashingtheplateau.com smashingtheplateau.com that's where that's the repository for uh, everything we do all right well thank you so much david and look forward to talking to you soon thanks evan bye